0: Get in the know. Non stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Ooh. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. You know, when you first go through the interview process, you are kind of looking at some of the bigger decisions, some of the free agents, pending free agents, or even the quarterback. So you don't really get to really dig into the the depth of some of the young guys and things like that. And that's probably my favorite part of the job. You know, my, my original background was kind of the analytics person, right? And so trying to find sleepers and things like that. So there's always some part of me that loves seeing that untapped potential. And so you go towards the back of the roster now as I really have to get uh, familiar with the roster and you get excited about some of the young guys we have and, and their potential going forward and you know obviously there's guys that didn't play last year and things like that so we're trying to put together the vision for the team uh you really want to be particular about what guys have a probability some chance of making that next jump and and maybe giving that opportunity to do do that and maybe using your assets for a different position oh man that was uh that was crazy the new vikings general manager previewing the nfl combine and translation there at least the first 10 seconds of that quote (laughs) You think I've looked at the back of the roster? You think I know who Cam Bynum I cut them and all. Wyatt Davis are? I've cut I'm them all. I'm focused on one thing, and that is the $45 million cap hit for this quarterback. Oh. That's the only thing I've been able to focus on. And Daniil Hunter and that massive roster bonus that's staring us in the face in two weeks. But please tell me more about the, uh, the seventh-round picks. that Let's talk beat. practice squad, Spending Crazy. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. talk practice squad players. What do you think about your practice squad? I thought it was really good. Uh, This is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented by our friends at Surly Brewing Company and TCL, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL's new lineup of award-winning TVs. Happy NFL Combine Week, gentlemen. That's right. The Combine is here. And I think a lot of people maybe misconstrue the combine as eh, you know, my fandom only goes so far. Like once the Super Bowl is over, I don't really care about, you know, sixth round picks running around in in shorts being timed in their 40 yard dashes. And that definitely is a big chunk of the NFL combine. But the bigger chunk is, as Judd can attest to, having covered the combine multiple times before executives. Agents tipping a couple cocktails, Dinner's back, talking oh, yeah, hypotheticals baby. about trades, free agent tampering, shrimp
1: cocktails.
2: I'm, I love shrimp. I'm not a shrimp cocktail guy.
0: I, I, I don't San like Elmo's cocktail sauce. Shrimp
2: cocktails are. I love shrimp. To die for and I, and just like Bubba Gun, like I love it all. I like it cooked. I like it raw. I like it fried. I like all it, But you don't I like cocktail sauce. So- you don't like, I the, like sauce? the sauce. I the don't like the sauce. good sauce, though, like
1: you, we're talking
0: good sauce here. Because like there's cheap. So it. So sauce. you just you eat cold shrimp plain? Yes. No problem. Oh yeah. I don't know, no man. problem. Oh, that's really? good. Both you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. No problem. Oh yeah. Culture. Sh- oh it yeah. Something.
1: There's no taste. I like to dip just... it, but yeah, I'm fine with not dipping it.
0: Wow. Okay. What about ketchup? Do you ever dip your shrimp oh, in ketchup? God. Mr. Oh, I ketchup
1: would. Guy? Oh, I would. I don't, <laughs> cold, but I would. It doesn't. Bo- ketchup doesn't ketchup. bother me on anything. I used to think ke- ketchup on <laughs> eggs was gross. It doesn't
0: bother me. Ah. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's I a saw put people. ketchup on a chicken Caesar salad yeah, wrap. He talks time. about it like it was... Nothing is sacred. Like it's he saw disgusting. a man
1: on the moon. I mean, come on. It was a chicken Caesar wrap. What's the difference? Last
2: ketchup into the sun. Let's eliminate this from our condiments. <laughs> no. God, no. And
1: good shrimp cocktail sauce, though, is mm, mm.
0: yummy. Okay, All right. All right. So let's enough. get back to the subject at so, hand. This is the start of really the, the lead up to free agency, the lead up to contract decisions you know this is the week in indianapolis where front offices and agents and players start to formulate plans for what's about to happen and so if you're the vikings you're quacy you're kevin o'connell the biggest decision you have is what to do with kirk cousins do you keep him do you trade him do you extend him you know there's there's a a number of different doors you could walk that i'm sure you're incorporating as much information as you can possibly gather there's information from Kevin O'Connell having worked hands on with Kirk in Washington you know there are i'm sure data points that can be pulled statistically analytically that that Kwasi can tap into and then there's the opinions of people that that have been around the last few years even after Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer got fired and and they're soaking all the information in from all these different angles and i think this piece from the Athletic today in Chad Graff i'm going to read you guys a few paragraphs here about the end of Mike Zimmer's run and how he and some of the coaching staff felt about the most important player on the roster Kirk Cousins and then you guys tell me if this matters or if it's just cancerous Mike Zimmer <laughs> it's just Mike Zimmer you know belligerently bashing Cousins on the way out or or does this matter Mike Zimmer spent part of his last few weeks as Vikings head coach bemoaning the team's situation at quarterback The veteran defensive guru had made more of an effort to get the best out of Kirk Cousins in 2021, conducting weekly meetings with the quarterback for the first time in their four years together. But toward the end, it became clear to those within the building that the head coach-quarterback relationship had not blossomed the way that many hoped it would, according to sources. Zimmer complained openly in coaching meetings about Cousins, and some of Zimmer's top assistants echoed the sentiments. You had Zimmer and assistants In meetings behind the scenes, basically saying, can't do it with this guy. Can't work with this guy. Yep. Zimmer didn't feel the quarterback made enough, quote, winning plays that he didn't take the necessary shots to help the Vikings to victory all the time. And that he didn't elevate his teammates, talking about Kirk Cousins. But that view wasn't shared by everyone. Some, specifically in the front office, thought Zimmer didn't handle the situation well. They acknowledged to Zimmer that Cousins isn't a perfect quarterback but felt that Zimmer's job as a head coach was to get the most out of the quarterback and undercutting his play in meetings didn't help. Mm -hmm. The failed relationship between Zimmer and Cousins underscores a troubling point that the Vikings will have to grapple with under a new regime. Cousins has had two coaches, head coaches, in his seven years as a starting quarterback, and both coaches, meaning Jay Gruden and Mike Zimmer, left convinced that they couldn't win big with him at the helm. Now the attention turns to O'Connell. What do you make of this?
1: Uh, First of all, I think that what you said at the outset before you read the quote can be very true. Um, You know, I mean, dating to 2018, Mike had said, don't do this. And so it was the fact that he didn't meet consistently or pretty much at all with Kirk until this season was a self-fulfilling prophecy of, of the failure that was destined. Like Mike looked at this in 2018 and said, this is a terrible idea. And I'm sure he talked to Jay because Jay was the, Jay Gruden was the OC in Cincinnati when Mike was the DC there. Correct. So like they were probably, if not friends, friendly. And so I believe that there is no question that Mike Zimmer bears real responsibility in the fact that this did not work from the, aspect of to his last day here, he was, he was moaning and groaning about, well, he can't, he doesn't make winning plays, but that doesn't mean he's not right. And here's the thing that I will always go back to. And this is where Mike and and the assistants who focused on this are absolutely correct. Kirk Cousins in his career has not made enough consistently winning plays. Now, what does that mean? Because you can come back at me and say, oh, Judd, come on. I mean, what's he supposed to do? I mean, he can't. It's not his fault, blah, blah, blah. For instance, I will give you a winning play that's not an actual play. Calling a timeout when you should instead of saying, I don't call the timeouts here. Like, that's a ridiculous, at Kirk's age and experience and pay scale, that is a ridiculous statement. That is a losing play. That's a play where everybody from Zimmer on down to the equipment guy is like, Hold on a second here. We had to get a timeout and you wouldn't do it because you weren't empowered to. Um, and so in that case, Mike was right. So the question is this, and I believe the answer is no, but we'll find out. Can Kevin O'Connell empower Kirk en- enough? And is there enough hand holding and meeting and propping up of Kirk that can be done to get him to make decisions and plays, because both at his position are vital, uh, that are going to turn into Winning decisions and plays. I believe the answer to the question is no. Kevin O'Connell is going to say you're wrong, Judd. I'm right. I can do that. But I think with what Graf has, Phil, that you just read in that story, it is. It's not like this changed my thought process and and like okay, Mike's at fault now or no, Kirk is. It basically just continues to confirm what the what the issues between those two and with Kirk will continue to be. And Ken mm-hmm. O'Connell changed that. I have serious,
0: serious doubts that he can. This is so fascinating. I think this is the this is the thing that worries me the most on behalf of the Vikings. Everything. I, and let me back up a step. I know a lot of people are going to hear this stuff. that Chad Graff is reporting, and they're just going to dismiss it out of hand because well, Mike Zimmer is just. You know, by the end he was just lashing out, and maybe he should spend more time focusing on his crumbling defense, right? And like, yes, those are. Those are two valid counter arguments. His defense had eroded, and he was kind of lashing out at the end. It doesn't mean that he's wrong, though. I think people want to put this into a black-and-white thing. Well, Mike Zimmer was a cancer, and Mike Zimmer was, had a leaky defense, and therefore nothing he says is credible, right? This is a huge gray area in which I think multiple things can be true. Mike Zimmer lost his fastball defensively. Mike Zimmer lost connection with key players in that locker room. And Mike Zimmer presided over a culture of fear, as Eric Kendricks put it. And I could, I'll also throw you know another item in that bin. Mike Zimmer was not great at building a relationship with Kirk Cousins over the last four years. But and this is where um, we move from speculation into I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, some information from the inside people that know. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna float something out here. A couple things. I have heard from people that are close to Kirk Cousins that he's not a guy that builds great relationships with teammates. He's not like a hang with the boys kind of a guy. Um, I have heard, I'm just going to, I'm going to read you something that someone sent me here close to the situation late last week. People need to understand that this is about value and Kirk Cousins even if he is better than Case Keenum he's not 35 million dollars a year better than Case Keenum it's about value in a salary cap system it's all value and when your leader isn't a leader and he's expensive it makes it tough so there are people in the know behind the scenes that are saying similar things that Mike Zimmer's saying no one's saying he's garbage no one is saying that he's terrible no one's saying that that, that he's a cancer or that or that his teammates hate him. They're saying when you're trying to build a team that, that aspires to win a Super Bowl, that his personality and his let's just say lack of intangibles coupled with making that much money essentially cap your your team's upside at like nine or ten wins and a second round playoff trouncing. But there's a lot of franchises that would love to sort of be at that level, right, where you're winning nine or ten games, you're getting into the first round of the playoffs once every three years or so, and you're giving yourself a chance to compete. It's risky to move off that in the eyes of the Vikings' ownership. So this is, again, Mike Zimmer lost a lot of credibility. Is he wrong, him and his assistants that felt this way? I don't think so. I'm hearing similar things in my conversations with people as well. So can you... And that leads us to this line in the article where it says, now all the all the attention turns to Kevin O'Connell. So do you want to take this whole stew, the finances part of it, the sort of leadership and, and intangibles part of it, and then the fact that, as Jay Gruden will attest, and Mike Zimmer will attest, that Cousins' stats don't always benefit the team. Cousins' stats benefit him and his passer rating, right? When he chooses to throw a pass five yards instead of forcing a ball 15 or 20 yards, a completion helps your passer rating, right? Like, that's what Jay Gruden has complained about. That's what Mike Zimmer has complained about, that he's in it for Kirk financially. He's in it for Kirk statistically. Can Kevin O'Connell fix and change these things? That's a lot to ask, because if Kevin O'Connell can, if he can quiet the mind of Cousins, if he can get Cousins to be more aggressive in tight windows and do the things that Matthew Stafford does and some of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, then, couldn't you also make the argument that there are cheaper options out there that he could also mold? And people are going to kill me for this, but Jimmy Garoppolo's cheaper than Kirk Cousins. If Kevin O'Connell is a quarterback whisperer and he's going to get the best version out of Kirk Cousins, yep. couldn't he do the same for Carson Wentz? Couldn't he do the same for a former number two overall pick, Marcus Mariota, who also went to the playoffs, won nine games, more mobile than Cousins? I'm just saying, like, if all of this is on Kevin O'Connell, to take Kirk to the next level, right? then couldn't you do that with a handful of other guys or a rookie that you draft for a lot less money and maybe guys bring some different intangibles that are better than Cousins? That's the discussion they're going to be having over the next two or three
1: weeks. And if I'm crazy, my desire is not to focus on individual players who I pay and like, oh, my quarterback's great. My desire is to uh, have a team that can win, win a ton of football games, win a Super Bowl potentially. Mm-hmm. And the issue... I feel like we sometimes, and th- this is where it just gets to- really murky with Kirk. I feel like sometimes we carry on these discussions as, as if Kirk has been to multiple conference championship games, and it's like, okay, you just got to get there's just that last hump there. Did you, if you get past that last hump, he hasn't. He barely has qualified for the playoffs. So you're a long ways a away paying him what you are. And look, Go back to Washington franchised him twice. So his contract there was huge as well. They franchised him twice and they didn't have, and and like you can say, well, but, you know, it's not Kirk's fault. Okay, but it's his contract's fault. His contract is to blame. Like there is not that's not a debate. That's not a debatable, well, just build up the rest of the team. But I can't because of his contract. And so, so if, so Quasi and O'Connell and Quasi especially are supposed to be very smart savvy thinking people if they are they realize this puzzle doesn't work so if o'connell comes in here now like like let's say let's say o'connell gets maximum from kirk everything he steps in and he leads steps in and he wins more games the box scores are still awesome everything everything is max kirk so he's he's turned up to a 10 you turn the volume up to a 10 on kirk the question's very simple Okay, that's cool. That's awesome. How far do you go? Because if the question is, well, I got to a second-round playoff game, or hell, I got to a conference championship game, and then I got waxed because my defense had deficiencies because of Kirk partially. My offensive line got its ass kicked, and Kirk can't overcome that like Joe Burrow did, at least until the Super Bowl. So, like, this is where I feel like the conversations that the Vikings have to have internally are those – which is not like the personality of, well, I don't like Kirk, or which, which, which is I would talk about as well. But I think the most important thing is if we take this current Vikings roster and take it to a 10 at every position, so like everyone, and this is pie in the sky, but let's just say for a second, everybody is clicking on all cylinders. How far can you potentially go, given the fact that you still have areas of deficiency that flat out cannot be addressed? Because of Kirk and other players and the salaries that they are commanding. I think that is like the baseline conversation. Strip out the human part and let's just go with physical attributes part.
0: Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you another just data point here to, to the point you're making about roster construction. So no quarterback, or I should say no team, has ever won the Super Bowl with a quarterback making more than 12.5% of the team's salary cap. And right now that that cap hit is around like 20 or 23%. So they're they're like twice as much percentage wise as any quarterback has ever been to win a Super Bowl going back 30 plus years back to like, you know, when modern NFL free agency became a thing. So even if you bring it down, you'd have to bring it down to like $25 million. You would have to almost cut his current cap hit in half and then shove money into the future to bring it under that 13% sure. threshold. So I guess my question is, if he's going to be over that threshold, do you really believe that Kirk Cousins is going to be the first quarterback to buck that trend? Is he going to be the one that you can, all right, he's the example that you can build a team despite that bloated contract that can win a Super Bowl. And people sit here and they're going to keep ripping, they're going to rip the other 70 80% of the expenditure, right? They're going to say, Well, it's the front office's job to fix the offensive line and fix the defense and get some skill position players and keep everyone happy and under the salary cap. Well, it makes it a hell of a lot harder unless your quarterback wants to play ball. And so I guess my my final thought here, and I'll shut up about this for today anyways, is the only conversation I am interested in with Kirk Cousins is a massive, massive step in the Vikings direction to make that contract work. If his agent this week at the Combine in your discussions over cocktails, over Manhattans in Indianapolis,
1: oh, Manhattan's if they play hardball oh, for pretty
0: drunk, get a couple stiff ones in you. Oh. If he plays hardball at all with that contract, yes, I say, thank you, bleep you, we're trading you, period. I trade him anyways, but I'm saying on behalf of Quasey, if they have no intention of making things work for the Vikings yes, and they only want to make things work for Kirk, yes. I'm done. I walk away from the table, and I trade him in the next two weeks. What
1: if? What if he says, "Okay, that's cool, but I'm not going to do an extension with the team I'm traded to," and that causes that team to balk?
0: So, like, so you're so saying like not, now, not, not, not only will I not play ball, he's with eliminated you, I won't himself play ball from with anyone. Correct.
1: <laughs> I want my money. I want it from you, and I am, and
0: and you know, trade I, I trade me him. to to. I, I would release him. Ooh, really? Interesting. Yeah. So you're hold on, just to be clear, yeah. You're painting your the, the scenario you're painting is yeah. All right, conversation one is hey Kirk, we want to extend you so we can smooth this cap you gotta it bring up. it you down. You have man. to play you gotta play ball with us, dude. Like right. we can't we so can't we, pay you like Patrick Mahomes. You're not Josh Allen. Correct. We like you, but you gotta be reasonable here. And he says, No. Correct. I want I want forty plus million dollars. Okay, then we're gonna have to trade you. And for that to happen you're gonna to have to play ball with another team because yes. no one's just gonna trade you trade for you for one year and a thirty five million hit. Like they're gonna want some reassurances that you're gonna be there for a couple of years, right? Yeah, Let's he just say says, that. no. Bye, dude. Sorry. Uh mm. give me the thirty five million dollars in cap savings and let me move on with my life. The Vikings are in football purgatory. They're in cap hell. They're in seven, eight, nine win jail every single year. It's time to move forward. If you can get a first-round pick, awesome. If you can get him to come way down on the contract and that's what you believe can work going forward with Kevin O'Connell, yep. awesome. You have to like those are the only two ways to move forward. Either you trade him, say goodbye to him, or you get him to to come way in your direction to help the team and the franchise win a Super Bowl. Yep. And if he's not interested in doing that, then dude, I'm sorry, but like we got to move on with the franchise. So, I'm not going to have you hold us up for 45 million dollars this year.
1: I think to go back to your point from I think it was last week Phil I think the, what they could do and cuz I don't think they would outright release him I think that that they would put a voidable year and try and smooth it out but they wouldn't change wouldn't his he contract have to,
0: have to, he, Would he have to agree to the voidable year or could you do that without his permission I think you, you could do that apologized. I think that's a
1: I I think that's a restructure so I think that you could like like he might balk too I don't know cuz he, he still be, gets his money but he's going to get his money show. but like I but but you don't but in the conversation that we're having right now about the potential for his future, you don't extend him. So, so like, he's going to be gone, Then, but you're just trying. Yeah. But basically what you're doing is you're shoving some of the cap hit into 23 when he's gone. Because um, I don't think they're going to release him. I think that they would trade him, but he could say, like, he is a, when it comes to contract negotiations make no mistake Kirk Cousins is a pain in, in the ass on purpose he wants to be so i think that what you have to look at here too to to broaden this entire conversation out is a lot of players and Kirk is among them and the only i am not looking at any player that you currently are paying as a must have so like if Daniil comes back and it's like, no, I want to play hardball. I'll be like, no, dude, sorry. Now I like him a lot. And and I do think that they're going to restructure his contract, contract, which can be done. And I think he stays. But if I'm crazy, I am looking far more at things like Justin Jefferson, who can get a huge extension a year from May. And that's a done deal. Um, So, like, when it comes to Thielen, Cousins, Hunter, Cook, Go down Smith. That's a list of guys who potentially under the right circumstances and terms can stay. But that being said, the deals are going to have to favor me, not you, because you are you are a part of the process, but you are no longer the most important parts. Those are the up and coming guys like Justin Jefferson.
0: You know, you get when I said what I said, which is you just you put me in. I don't think the scenario you painted is going to happen. I think you would like if Indianapolis and, and we'll get to some of the updates here from the weekend. If Indianapolis said, hey, we'd really just like someone who's not going to throw a like a blind interception from the end zone Left-handed. to be our quarterback. Yeah. So just bring a little, little bit more uh, risk management to our uh, Ooh, to our so. business, which, by the way, that's what Federated does. Federated mm-hmm. brings mm-hmm. risk management. To the table. and they're good at it yeah really good they're about maximizing the success of your business at federated and uh you can you can tap into a whole plethora of resources tools and people that can help your business at federatedinsurance.com federated where it's our business to protect yours um i don't think the scenario you painted is going to happen where he just won't play ball with anyone i sure. think like he'll play ball with someone whether it's the vikings or the colts or somebody else sure but you guys, when I said that I would, if you painted me in that corner and he is unwilling to play ball with someone else, which basically acts as a no trade clause, and he won't play ball with the Vikings, he is then pulling the pin on a franchise grenade and rolling it into your roster. Yep. He is now saying, I'm, I'm not going to do anything to help you, so you're going to have to go to, the, to my teammates. You're going to have to go to my teammates and restructure them or cut them. Correct. Now it's cancerous. Yes. And so from that point, like you guys were kind of shocked when I said what I said. It is not a huge loss to move on from Kirk Cousins. People like p- p- this is what people need to understand. You're not going from 13 wins to six. You're not going from 12 wins annually and division championships. Now the Packers trying to figure out life after Rogers, despite the playoff failures. That's a big decision. 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks that that carry that franchise to 12, 13 wins every single year. Mm -hmm. NFC Championship games, a Super Bowl 10 years ago, right? Brett Favre of Super Bowl in the 90s. Like, that's a big decision. Moving on from a gravitational pull quarterback to 500 is not a big decision. The Vikings have won divisions with, they've won 10 games and gone to the playoffs and or divisions with Tavares Jackson, Christian Ponder, Teddy Bridgewater, Case Keenum was the quarterback in an NFC championship year. Yep. Like I do not fear the unknown at quarterback because it's all I have known as a fan and follower of this team since 1985. Moving on from Kirk Cousins does not scare me in the way that it scares other fans for some reason. And, it's, and, and stability is one thing, but when stability is just bogging you down to 7 and 8 and 9 wins every year, that's not good stability. That's complacency. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. Like I don't have a fear of just getting nothing and moving on. I want the money back. Give me 35 million so I can get a center and a guard and a starting cornerback and let me start over at that position and watch the Vikings still compete for a seven, eight, nine win season. Watch what happens. Oh, well, you better be careful. Be careful of what, dude. They won ten games per year in the four years before Kirk Cousins. They went to an NFC championship game with a backup quarterback because they could build out the rest of their roster not like a risk to move on from Kirk Cousins. He's it, not Tom Brady. I'm sorry. It
1: doesn't scare me. I don't think the Wilfs would allow them to outright release him. I think if Kwesi right. right. comes to, to the Wilfs and says let me do it, they should say yes. They should say yes but these guys are they're sort of weird at times. So I think that that's the one. If you came to, to them and said I can get a first round pick, I think Kirk's gone. If you come to him and say he's pissing us off, he's selfish, he's sort of a malcontent, I that I know enough now, I don't know that they would say, okay, that's fine. I'm trying to figure out, like, because this franchise is so weird at times, I'm trying to deduct who's going to be allowed to do what. Um, I believe that that Quasi should be allowed to do what he wants, for sure. I just don't know if if... Do if releasing Kirk would be in the cards yet? It should be it one thousand percent, and I'm pretty confident th- that they're going to meet in-, in the next week at the combine. And I'm pretty confident that the Kirk camp is going to say, "Let's do an extension. Let's
0: start at forty mil for 2023." Let's see, pretty and sure that, of that, and I'm I'm sure they've had some feeler discussions. I don't know for sure, but I'm. I'm educated guess, pretty certain that they've at least had some like exploratory oh, discussions. Sure. But I agree. But to your point, the real discussions are always like, all right, it's combine time now. This is where we get faced. The league year's time. approaching. Cap yeah. compliance is necessary, absolutely. So over the last month, you've heard Quasey and O'Connell and Wes Phillips, the new offensive coordinator, talk glowingly for the most part. There's been a little hesitation with, you know, some of the comments KOC made with Chad Hartman last week. Well. Still a long ways to go until training camp to talk about anyone who may or may not be on the roster. It's like, that's an interesting way to spin it. Um, But if the Vikings and Cousins representatives sit down face-to-face at the Combine this week and Cousins representatives say, hey, my guy wants to play for the Vikings and finish the rest of his career in Minnesota. All right, that sounds great. Cool. Yeah, well, what are we thinking? (laughs) He wants to be one of the three highest-paid quarterbacks. He's looking at that Josh Allen contract, average annual value, and that Patrick Mahomes contract, and he wants the same, especially with the cap going up. He might want even more, quite frankly, because the cap's going to go up so much in the next two or three years. So he's going to want a significant chunk of change. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, listen, that's going to be really tough because we already have salary cap problems, and you know it's uh, really hard to justify paying that much money. Well, it's that's, that's I, I it's your job to figure out the cap. This is my client's market value. If that's where the conversation goes, and the and the reason why we haven't heard more steam I think nationally is because to this point like they haven't reached some sort of fork in the road contractually in their conversations. I do think they're going But closer. Rest assured. Yeah. It's I it's coming at some point unless okay. unless Kirk plays ball. If if he says cool or unless the Vikings are willing to tack on a void year or two and push his money into the future even if he's not playing here. Which again, I don't know. Do you wanna do you wanna tack up like tens of millions of dollars in voided money on an extension into future seasons, your first time as a general manager? Here's what I would do. None of the none of this adds up to this point, and I'm so curious to see what happens in the next two weeks.
1: I would let it it, it would be extremely detrimental to the immediate future, but I would let two thousand twenty two and Kirk's contract ride. I'd let him play on it. And I would cut guys Around him and make it known at at least through through my my national sources that guys are being cut because of Kirk's
0: Kirk's contract is causing me to have to let go. You know, but but now but now you're like in sabotage vindictive mode in your first year as a general manager. But the great thing is that a culture that's different than that. I
1: agree, but the nice thing is I'm releasing veterans and Kirk is my shield, and I like that part. Because I'm going to let those guys go. Soon, regardless. So basically, Kirk is deciding then to expedite the the exit of his supposed friends. Because, look, business-wise, I mean, I think the culture is extremely important, but the culture is going to to be new. So it's not going to be ultimately built around Smith and Thielen and, and Cook. And so it's ultimately going to be built around Jefferson and new players, right? So if Kirk says... Sorry, guys. I am. I am do a a forty five million dollar cap hit, and that's my cap hit. I say, okay, that's fine. But meanwhile, too, if I tear it down, which eventually I'm going to have to, the great thing is all of the cousins crusaders who were like, "Kirk needs more help." What are you doing? I'd be like, I I know. I agree with you.
0: And see, this is where like this is where you and I totally disagree. I think letting him play for forty five million dollars on a cap hit this year. Is worse than cutting him. If the, and again, I don't think it's going to get to that point. I think you're either going to extend I agree him with or you. trade him. I agree with what you just said. I would. Wh- why would you want to push forward and have this sort of like if if you if you keep him on a 45 million cap hit and you're already 15 million over the cap? Yes. Then you have to cut from a roster that missed the playoffs last year. Yes. Like. They're, it's, they're, they would be screwed in 2022, exactly. And so you you would be you would be just like riding this plane from yes. the sky into the ground, correct? Crashing and the plane that's on purpose. So toxic in your first year. Why not just move no, on from it? Because I got. Why young, not just instead of crashing the plane over the course of a year? Why not just? Well, all right. This isn't what we really wanted to do, but we can't. Like he's not. He is not collaborating right. with us.
1: But if the Wilfs tell me I can't, if the Wilfs are like you cannot cut Kirk, I'm. I would say, okay, it's got to come from somewhere. And I I'm mean, allowed wow. to crash the plane completely to build it back up. <laughs> I am allowed to do that. That's what I love. Is is that? Declan, be- do we, you know land we just, fab- the we just here?
0: fabricate a situation here? Like, well, he's got contractually, he's got him, Phil. Like, but what, like do, you're, what, you're, you're what not do people wrong. think is going to happen, dude? Like the the amount of people that are just like, you guys are making all this stuff up. Like, are we nuts? No conversations a huge fork in the road here in the next no, two weeks and we people are, are like you guys are just dramatic we are no, 1000 we are,
1: are 1000 percent correct what we don't know and what what we're doing is going through the different potential permeations of what
0: might happen dex is going to clip something so out of context for social media <laughs> and just burn us right here. i don't know what's going to go out later on. you think on i social, care i'll retweet be, that
1: sucker so i it's love it be
0: something like mackie wants vikings to release yeah. Kirk cousins yep. or something you think that's <laughs> like, not no. coming out today Dude, there's a note. J-
2: there's a note in, in it's, it's in the Hammerhead Graham on my prep sheet, and I have Graham. a timestamp that that says Mackie rant. And so yes, yep. that'll that'll that, that, that's a that's a little sneak peek. What do you do behind the scenes, Declan? That that is that is exactly what I do. I look to make clickbait articles to get to get people talking.
1: Vikings have to release mm-hmm. colon Vikings have to release Cousins. Yeah, God, I love how you well, operate. I
2: there's no way in hell though they release him. That's you're you're going to right? like 45 million down. They're not going to do that.
0: But you just in this conversation, the way that it evolved, you just gave you gave two options, which is all right. Trades off the table because he won't extend with another team and uh, and extensions off the table because he won't lower his cap hit. So he's forcing you into playing for forty five million dollars or cutting him. And I'm saying I would rather cut him. I see your point. I get your point. I just think that that is I
1: would be that's the one thing that would shock me. A trade would not. No, um, Acrimony would not. If the Vikings put out a press release in, I don't know, take your pick, draft time or something, the Vikings have released
0: quarterback Kirk Cousins. I would be floored. Well, we should get into some of the, the other NFL quarterback carousel news that came out over the weekend here. As the NFL quarterback carousel turns, presented by our friends at Livia as Judd's weight loss journey continues to turn.
1: That is exactly correct. My friends at at Livia Weight Control Centers have helped me drop now. In fact, I went and uh, weighed in at the Minnetonka location on Thursday, started around 240 pounds, now down to 204 pounds. That's right. It continues to work. And here's the best part. Ladies and gentlemen, your first eight weeks right now, free. So if you sign up right now, eight weeks for free, in that time period, I lost 26 pounds. So imagine losing 26 pounds basically for free and finding out how great this program can be. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia, dot com 855 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, voted 2021's best weight loss program, Livia.com. It's for you, because it was for me, and if I can do it, you can do it.
0: You know, Chill Boys, not free, but very, very uh, mm. reasonably priced for the comfort that they provide you down there. What's one word to describe, Declan, how Chill Boys are making you feel today?
2: Uh, reckless, but reckless in a good way because it's Reckless Speculation Week at the Combine, and I'm excited to get Reckless. And whether I have my performance or bamboo fabric on, oh, baby, it, 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 it's Reckless Speculation season up there and down there with my Chill Boys wow. underwear. I'd love to hear
0: that. Uh, Chill Boys, they, really, they, they, they <laughs> care about one thing, your comfort, the most comfortable underwear that we have Uh, ever put on as a show here chillboys.com a minnesota-based company you can find them online at chillboys.com all right boys as the quarterback carousel turns around the national football league three interesting stories from the weekend let's start with this one was a little bit more I, i think innocuous than the other two but russell wilson late last week Changed his, he took Seahawks references out of his profile avatar on Instagram, and if they were in his bio, they are no longer in his bio. Sure. And he and he put, like, a high school football photo of him. He has since, I think, people noticed and were wondering, oh, what's happening? Yeah, he's, he's scrubbing the Seahawks from his Instagram. He has now put a Seahawks photo back up there on this Monday. So Russell Wilson, I don't know what he's doing. He's just
1: Has this become the, the new like, thing, too? Kyler yeah. did it, it feels like. Who, who did it last year? A guy or two d- did it last year. on Stefan Diggs. Yeah, and, but it feels like, so you, you go to your Insta, you mm-hmm. take off your team's logos and mm-hmm. pictures, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone, because it's fun, like us, freaks out. Oh, my God, reckless speculation, this guy. And then you put him back up. I don't know what to make of this anymore.
0: Pretty innocuous, but there's you know, the Russell Wilson rumors continue to to turn.
1: Giants, man, you would be great in New York
0: they're so far gone though. I I mean I think he would he'd be great for them cuz they need some saving but I don't know. The Colts reportedly yeah are almost certainly going to trade or release Carson Wentz. That's another one that came out. So he's 30 years old here this upcoming season. He's got a cap hit of 28 million dollars. The Colts could save about 14 million dollars in cap space by just releasing him. Um he has no guaranteed money left after 2022. Mm-hmm. He's got two years left at like, I don't know, 45 or $50 million or something, but no guaranteed money left after 2022. And then I'll throw this one out there and ask a boy. So Kyler Murray is the third nugget here as the NFL quarterback carousel turns. His agent sent a letter to the Cardinals that Adam Schefter published this morning through ESPN saying basically to sum it up, it's this really long winding letter that says, my my client absolutely wants to be here. He wants to help the Cardinals win a Super Bowl for the right price. And he kind of insinuated if my client doesn't get the right price this offseason, then he won't be the one that's helping the Cardinals to those playoff aspirations and Super Bowl aspirations. So um, let, me, let me throw this at you guys. People are going to kill me for this, but if Cousins refuse to play ball and Kevin O'Connell is a quarterback whisperer, right? That's what, that's what we're all banking on here, that he can develop and sure. you know, do whatever he wants with Kirk Cousins' upside. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or would you rather have Carson Wentz and 10 extra million dollars in free agency spending? I loathe both of these quarterbacks. Do I have I'm, to? I'm starting
1: quarterback. Okay. Huh? Is Wentz on the end of his contract where I can just... If I crash, yes. I crash, and I don't care. I don't know. I, I don't want either one of them to be honest with you. I mean, Carson Wentz. What if the is Colts
0: a, kicked in a pick? What if the Colts said, "Oh, if listen, they attached a pick." What if the Colts said, "Listen, uh, we've kind of done this to ourselves. You know, we, we, yeah, you all know we're desperate to get rid of Carson Wentz. Now, we we all know his flaws. Um, you know, he's he also played pretty well at times last year too. Yes, but um, we got to get rid of this guy. So hey, we'll give you. We, we're just looking for a little more stability at quarterback here, Vikings. So. We'll give you Carson Wentz, and we'll give you a third-round pick. You give us Kirk Cousins. You get one year of Carson Wentz at a $28 million cap hit, which would save you around like $8 million in cap space, and you'd get a mid-round pick. What type of guy is Carson
1: Wentz? Is, is he a good locker room little- guy slash teammate?
0: I think for the most part, a little polarizing like, like I, Kirk I don't with the, va- replace the vaccination up. status thing. but Yeah, that's yeah. true. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I, I mean, I would ultimately take the pick and the player, but I don't put I don't put a lot of value in either one of those guys being, being ultimately successful as the goal should be for the Vikings. But yeah, the pick would intrigue me. I'd like that to be, if I'm going to take Wentz, I would prefer a second or first round pick, but first round pick might be pie in the sky. I don't know. Um, I am unthrilled with all of your options, but the pick does intrigue me at least. But I'm not. I straight up. I mean, I don't know. Carson Wentz does nothing for me. Yeah, he does nothing. I'd rather roll with Kirk. I'd rather take a chance on on Baker. Oh yeah, and like just
0: yeah, see if I can that bleed scheme? the turn up. They claim that they're going too. with
1: him. Who knows? This I'm telling you. That's why this week's so great. Like this week's <laughs> going to get. It's going to re- get rekindle and, the fires. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a smoldering, like like for, for a month now, it's been smoldering, right? And like mm-hmm. we talk about it, but it's like smoldering. It's like, I smell of fire, but I can't really place it. And this, it, the inferno starts in Indianapolis on Tuesday. That's what's going to make this week fun.
0: Well, he, okay, this again, people are going to kill me for this, but Carson Wentz's peak is much higher than Kirk Cousins' peak. We saw it four years ago with the Eagles where he was – third in MVP voting, might have even been voted the MVP if not for the injury the last month of the season. Right Now now Carson Wentz's floor is much lower than Kirk Cousins' floor. Right. He can sabotage a game or a season right. in a way that, that Kirk really hasn't to this point. Um, but if you're telling me I get full flexibility to just do whatever I want at that position with no strings attached after 2022, but I get to test drive a former, what, number uh, two overall pick, save cap space and get a draft pick? I would go with Carson Wentz.
1: Yeah, but I think the test drive is done. I just think he's a, I, I mean that that guy that we saw back then looked like he had huge potential and but I mean now that I know more about him and I and I've seen him since I don't I think I would prefer to test drive Baker. Okay, what if the if Colts I kicked
0: in a fir, what if the Colts kicked in a first round pick?
1: Then I do the deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, like, I'd, oh, they you give I, me a first, first round, round pick. pick? I'd I, potentially do, do it. Oh, actually, they had to give their first. I'm just pick saying away the,
1: the yeah. exchange of 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 intangible garbage in garbage out doesn't interest me.
0: Yeah, yeah. They first. They tra-
1: I need somebody, bad. and that's where i And that's where, um, you know, full, full disclosure here, Baker scares me too. I don't really see him as a great intangible. I mean, you need a court. It's a very very tough job for a reason, right? Like the person has to have skills. The person has to, but the, he he also ha- has to have intangibles that can lead that can galvanize yeah, you know what?
0: and if you don't have those things that's fine whatever we're not giving you 15 to 20% of the team's salary cap I feel it's like so stupid yeah i agree i agree <laughs> like, with you And teams do it but that's the market going rate that's fine the market is skewed because of supply and demand the market going rate for a quarterback doesn't equal the well, super bowl blueprint for a team and the construction and, and those two things are not the same
1: we talked about this a long time back but the big but perhaps what one of the biggest flaws in all of sports right now as far as pay scale goes is the lack of a true middle class for that position yep that's a huge problem someone's got to get that back
0: there's a huge middle class of guys right like Kirk's in it yeah Kirk's in the middle class in it Mariota's if you're not top 10 middle class if you're not top 10
1: you are in that class and yet we're paying you like you deserve a mansion.
0: Yep. So oh, there you have it. I'm um, heated. Why, why don't you cool down with a Surly? Maybe that's what you should
1: do. Oh, you know what? This week is great. I believe I believe it was T- T.O. who once said, grab your popcorn. Well, forget that, folks. Get your, because get your popcorn, popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. Now, Forget that because the reckless speculation that comes with Combine Week begs for only one thing, and that is a can or two or six of Surly Brewing. And in my opinion, their finest Surly Furious is it. I had a few on Saturday. Let me tell you they were very delicious and reckless speculation from the combine and surly furious go together hand in hand. So forget grabbing your popcorn, grab your surly at your local liquor store, bring it home, watch, and listen to all of the combine reckless speculation and enjoy
0: that's right uh also hey, if you're uh know, if you're into like Division One sports and stuff, hey, St Thomas is Division one now in football, in basketball, in hockey. And if you ever want to go check out any of those athletic contests, TommySports.com is the place to go. TommySports.com. We had a mock draft on the docket for Mock Draft Monday here, but uh, we'll, we'll push. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah, the pressure's on right now. Unchained guy outside, chopping ah, at the door, chopping at the bit. To we get gotta in. go. We gotta, gotta go. go. <laughs>
0: All right, that's a wrap on Purple Daily. I'm headed out the rest of the week. To uh, the to a sports media summit out in New York, so I'm going to try and join you guys from like random hotels and hallways and things. That sounds you guys. Uh, you guys have it held down here back at the ranch during one of the do, most do a quarterback here. Weeks of the year,
2: you and I we're doing a little dual quarterbackness here. Oh, a little I like wildcat, it. I like single, it. Little pistol play action shotgun. You know, play action. Football. Listen,
0: oh, if, if I have to record takes like on my phone and just send them to you. hey, like, No, you're out I of will, pocket. Will, you're out of pocket.
1: Right. Dex and I got this. The hot takes <laughs> are just going to be spewing forth.
0: Talk, talk to my agent. Talk to we'll my t- agent. T- yeah, okay, Kirk. Bye. <laughs> See you guys.
1: The South Dakota Stories, Volume 1. She was a city girl, but always somewhere else in her head. Somewhere where bison roam, rivers flow, and people get their hiking boots dirty. Like, actually dirty. So one day she fled west and discovered this place of beauty, history, and a delicious taste of adventure. But before she knew it, she was driving away with memories to share and the hopes of returning. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time.